Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I am the leading tax sell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sell Playbook. I'm the founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast and is brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. All right. On today's episode, I want to discuss a strategy that myself and many of the members inside the Tax Sell Academy have used successfully over the years, and that's buying properties with higher than typical HOA dues and turning right around and profiting from them. Now, in some areas, it's very easy to look at a tax sell list and come across dozens of properties in one specific subdivision. I've even seen tax a list where there was hundreds of properties in one specific subdivision. Now, from a research perspective, it actually allows you to make short work of the research side of things. Simply research the subdivision in its entirety and figure out exactly what's going on with it. Why are there so many properties from that one subdivision at the tax sale? In some cases, the subdivision was actually never developed physically. So in other words, it's paper real estate. It exists on paper, but not in real life. This is common in some areas when you look at subdivisions that were originally formed back in the 50s or the 60s, where the developers would sell the lots, collect the checks, but they would never install the roads. They would never stake the lots. You have paper real estate. In other cases, the land is not buildable. Perhaps building codes have changed and the lots are not large enough to build. Or maybe the promised water lines or the sewage lines were never installed, and the lots are too small or not otherwise suitable for well and septic tanks. And then another common issue are properties that have high HOA dues. Now these dues can range from virtually nothing to as high as a few hundred bucks a month, if not higher. So it goes without saying, You must really perform your research and know exactly what you're buying at all tax sales, especially when you're going to be paying monthly dues on those properties. I've even seen dues for $250 per month for a condo that was never built. Obviously, you probably don't want to pay that high of an HOA due because you don't get a whole lot of benefit from those dues. Now, Most investors are usually put off by HOA dues. Those investors typically utilize a longer-term hold process where HOA dues can likely eat up every bit of profit that they have. The result is that in some subdivisions, you can take your choice of what properties you want to purchase. And this will all make sense, but let me tell you a quick story. About 15 or so years ago, it was the first time that I realized this strategy even existed. So I was investing out of state in a brand new area. I never invested there before. I came across one subdivision that piqued my curiosity. There were like 40 lots in this one particular subdivision. I pulled it up online and actually looked pretty darn nice. It was gated, had its own security force, had its own fire department, had a church, a golf course, multiple lakes. It was on a beautiful river, had a clubhouse, a fitness center, tennis courts, pool, restaurant, uh, RV hookups, camp area, lots of other amenities. Sounds pretty nice, right? Well, obviously, if you follow me for any period of time, you know that amenities like that 
do not come free. Somebody has to pay for them. That's a sure sign that you have HOA dues when you see all sorts of amenities like that. Otherwise, there's no way to pay for that stuff. So I dug farther and I realized the dues were $60 per month for vacant properties in this subdivision. Not bad so far. The issue is that the values were not all that impressive. In fact, there were lots and lots, thousands of lots that were undeveloped. Now, the lots in that area were valued around $2,500 or so, and the ones on the tax sell list had opening bids between $300 and $400 per lot. So in other words, your dues would cost you around 28% of the lot value per year. So let me rephrase that for you. Every three and a half years, you could have bought another lot for that same investment. So it's a lot of money that you're putting towards those HOA dues when you compare it to the value of the land itself. Now, it was also well known, at least online, that this subdivision took their dues very, very seriously. They had thousands of landowners that they were building every single month. If you didn't pay, they'd put a lien on your property. If you didn't pay the lien, they'd foreclose that property and then put it into the inventory that the subdivision owned. Now, they could also come to you after the fact for attorney's fees, court costs, all sorts of other fun stuff. And because of all this, there was virtually no competition for these properties. In fact, the first auction that I went to, these properties were listed last on the tax sell list. And by the time they got to these properties, every single bidder had left the room except for myself. I was sitting there dumbfounded. I knew the dues were high in relation to the value, but no one wanted a single lot. Nobody. So I waited for the nicest lot in that subdivision, and I bought one. I said, what's the worst case scenario? I spend a few hundred dollars on the lot, and then I have some HOA dues, then I sell the property, right? I think I paid like 320 bucks for the property. The rest of the lots in that subdivision went unsold. Now, buying that lot at the auction is what allowed me access into that neighborhood. I got the deed, I went to the gate, showed the gate, went to the administration office, showed them, then I cleared up the whole delinquent HOA dues that the previous owner had not paid. Side note here, be sure that you know your state's laws because in most states, any outstanding HOA dues are not gonna be the tax sale investor's responsibility. But anyhow, they provided me with a welcome packet. They took my photo for a little gate card and they welcomed me into their community. Truthfully, it was the warmest welcome that I had ever been given into any community despite actually living a thousand plus miles away. Nonetheless, I had the lot, I had the subdivision information, and then once I had access inside the gates, I spent a few hours driving around, taking photos of all different streets and the amenities. And then I went home. Once I got in my office, I put the lot online for sale at a price far less than what the other lots were selling for on the open market. Remember, they were selling for around $2,500. I priced mine at $1,500, so a $1,000 discount. Now, because of the price combined with the amenities in that subdivision, I received lots and lots of interest on that property, and I sold it within a week of buying it with an as-is title. I did not clear the clouds on the title. Now, even if that property did have higher than average dues, $60 a month 
is not that big of a concern to an end user. If you're going to build there, or maybe go there with your RV, or maybe you need a place to go camping, or whatever it is, for all those amenities, $60 a month is not that much money. Now, to the investor, it certainly adds up, but to somebody who is going to enjoy and use those amenities, it's not a whole lot of money. And because of that, because of all these amenities, combined with the cheap price, I got lots and lots of interest and sold that property very, very quickly. Now, as I was traveling to an entirely different auction in another area, I realized I actually forgot to take that advertisement down and I kept receiving email after email about that property from potential buyers. Now, with minimal exception, I would tell them the property was sold and they would email me right back and say, do you have any others just like it? So you can probably guess my next step. I started to develop a buyer's list for properties in that specific subdivision. The fact was that the properties were not desirable to the other bidders who were mostly locals because of the HOA dues. If it took them six or nine months to sell the property that was already pretty inexpensive in the first place, then they were definitely cutting into their margin quite a bit. And it became obvious that their traditional business model did not work for these types of properties. And not to mention, it wasn't all that much money that I was making anyhow in the scheme of things, at least when I was doing one at a time. So after I developed a buyer's list of a couple dozen interested buyers, I went back and bought a few more of the properties the following month. I did the same thing. I advertised those heavily in addition to advertising those to my potential buyers through my buyer's list. I generated lots of interest, I sold the lots, and I grew my buyer's list even larger. I did this a number of different times. So it was about a year after I discovered this subdivision when I really decided to cash in. The particular tax sale list had a substantial amount of properties in that subdivision like most of the previous months. And just like the previous months, not a single person at that auction wanted the properties except for me. So I went and I bought every single one, 28 to be exact. I spent a few hours creating an email with some maps. I sent off an email to my buyers list for that subdivision. And I ended up turning around $8,400 into a $33,000 profit in about two weeks by the time I received all the payments. I sent the deeds off and that was it. And then of course, I'd still go back from time to time to buy properties in case you are wondering. But the point of the story is that so many people tend to run just because they see a property that has HOA dues. And I completely get it. You don't want to be responsible for paying them, especially when you have an aggressive accounting department that runs the HOA. But just because you see HOA dues does not mean that you should invest there. Once I had access inside those gates in that subdivision, and I had all the maps, I knew all about the subdivision, it actually became very easy for me to market the properties. It became very easy for me to find the buyers, to build that buyer's list for that one specific subdivision. And what would happen is I would go to the auction and I would spend a few hours driving around taking photos of the lots that I had just purchased a few hours prior. But besides that, and besides the fact of me generating the buyers initially, it was a very, very easy process. And most of my time was consumed with sending emails out, preparing deeds, and quite literally making sure that my buyer's checks cleared before I mailed those deeds to be recorded. There wasn't a whole lot of actual work to it. And despite it being a low dollar amount of profit per property, 
It was extremely easy once I got everything set up. My advice here is to never overlook a property because you have preconceived notions about it, especially a property that no one else is bidding on. Always ask yourself, is there a better way? Can you do it just a little bit differently and discover something that others have not yet tried? In my case, that's exactly what I did and it proved extremely successful for me. So give it a try. It might just work. In fact, when I see HOA properties now, to this day, I make sure that I do a double take to see if I can execute the same exact strategy on those properties as well. And I have many, many times since. I truly hope that this story and this episode have helped you to come up with more creative ideas on making money in the tax sale business, especially when you see those properties that have HOA dues attached to them that a lot of other investors are ignoring. If this episode or any of our episodes here on the Tax Cell Podcast have helped you, please do us a huge favor and leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now. And if we can be of any help with your quest for tax cell success, there are a bunch of links in today's show notes section that will help you, including one to our primary site at taxcellacademy.com. Take care and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Bye-bye.